2: Richmond. Got a great day. Got a great crowd today. Stands are full. Looks awesome.
3: Thanks, guys. Great car. Thanks, everybody, for all the hard work. Let's have a great day. Let's go, boys. Get it done today. 36 race teams ready to go. We call it the Richmond Raceway. Green, green. green all rolling. All rolling. We are underway. Taj out. Taj out. One spun around in four. He's rolling. Well, that didn't take very long. Yeah, just no matter what lane I was in, I was in a lot of dirty air. I'm awful, just hanging on. I'm sure with the i I'm just all over the place, just trying to really be smart. Copy on being smart. up perfect everything. No grip. Worst thing is drive off. Kyle Busch just tagged the wall and turn number three. We are an eight out of ten. Terrible. Green and white checkered flag, and Ross Chastain picks up a stage win. Nice work. Pit Road is going to be a very busy place. Nope. Nice and easy. I'm sorry, I thought we were going to be able to slow down. Score, you okay? Score, fine. Shake it off, let's go. Green flag is back in the air. Well, I don't think I could have ever imagined it being this fast. Her position. I, mean, I can't pass anybody. I don't care who's in her position. So while we keep this up, the whole field's going to pass this. My rear tires are pointing both in the wrong direction or something. It's wicked.
2: At this time, remember,
3: easy in here. Denhouse bounced off
2: the left-hand side of the Martin
3: Truex Jr. Automobile. It was very light. still feels terrible. Joey Logano maintains the race lead through this round of green flag stops. We are the leader. Why do I keep losing the box in your neighborhood? Three seconds. Good job. Stage number two is over. For the third time this year, Joey Logano is a stage winner. I'll roll here. I'll roll in same line here. Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, they're after it. Larson away with the lead. Side one. Double further back. Lock it down. Keep it locked down. Kyle Busch goes around. Ross Chastain goes for a spin. One pounder got tangled up there, right front. Didn't hit nothing, just backed it in the inside wall. Suspension messed up. Oh yeah, killed the right front. One car, man. Joey Logano gets a great restart from the outside lane. Hang on to it. Christopher Bell goes for a spin. Did you spin because you were tight and you had the wheel cranked in it? That's correct. Starts on you at the zone. Green is in the air. Still there. Run to the bottom. Run to the bottom. All clear. No pressure. No run. Logano with the lead. Harvick
2: to the bottom. Three wide.
3: Inside 23. Clear Clear. 12 on you.
2: Oh, Larson nearly lost it. Just
3: lose now.
2: Get destroyed at
3: the straightaway. You see what the 22's been doing. Do it to me. I don't know what I need anymore. Bring it to me. A cycle of green flag pit stops taking place. This time, this time, pay to break. Chase Briscoe is in. It's on fire. Fire coming out of the header pipe. Here comes the leader, Hamlin. Three, two, and one. More There We on It's back. The flames are back. We got smoke now. He's coming to you. Be ready here. Be ready. We have cycled back around, and Logano is the race leader. Harvick's to the bottom now by two.
2: Logano is not going to give up the bottom. Entry to the street. Harvick trying to find somewhere else that he will work. Shoot
3: him. How hard will Harvick squeeze Logano off turn four? Good enough. Kevin Harvick takes over the race lead. we turn the center to fire up here. All right, give it a minute. I took air out of both right here to try to get it better on the long run. Right. Booster's running Harvick down. They're going to get to the tail of the lead lap car, so they're going to have a tough time here. We've got a battle for the lead in turn number three. Chris Pusher is there. The bottom here. Yep. Looking inside, inside the four. Inside, inside the four. Chris has got a big run coming on the high side. Let him go here. Let him go, let him go, let him go. Yep. Good hard racing at the front of the field. He keeps the pressure on. If he keeps shifting, he's going to wear out his rear tires. Let's continue to keep doing what you can. A 20-speed three with
2: better tires. Christopher Bell, he's got the bottom on pusher. He'll take second place.
3: All oh, you got is the last lap here. Here comes Christopher Bell. It's down to two, Carly. Bring it home, baby. Hell yeah. Kevin Harvick wins. Yeah, boys. Great job. Great job. Good job, buddy. Hell of a job. Finally got us one at this
4: joint. I appreciate it.
5: Welcome to TrackSmack here on TrackSmackRadio.com. Don Hall here with you. And that was another radioactive courtesy of NASCAR. You can find all those radioactives on YouTube. Uh, I invite you to go and watch them. They're amazing. We play them every week and we love it. It sets us up for some good stuff. And uh, Mike Haig, courtesy of RacedaySA.com, is here with us. Mike, how are you? Hey, Dawn. How you doing? I'm doing great. I am doing well. Thank you. Trying to multitask while we were listening to the radioactive there. And uh, uh just, that's about it. That's, that's how I'm doing. How are you?
6: I'm multitasking too. I don't know if you can see what I was doing. I was eating some uh, French fries and having some iced tea from, looky, looky here.
5: Ah, from Billy Mills, huh? From Bill Miller. Yeah,
6: that's right.
5: <laughs> well, goodness. little
6: late, little late night snack.
5: <laughs> there you go. Hey. It's never, never too late to snack, in my opinion. Well, how, Mike? Did you uh, get an opportunity to check out the Richmond race and everything and all of its glory?
6: I sure did, and wow, that we have a great race! I thought it was a pretty good event, you know, all things considering. Um, they had a good crowd, and and Kevin
5: Harvick gets the win two in a row. I said it last week. I don't. I, I'm worried that you may have. Awaken the Kraken. <laughs> that's, right, that
6: that, that's right. And, you know, he uh, he kind of alluded to that in the interview last week that they've been close all year and they just haven't quite put it all together to get the win. And then they get the win at Michigan. And then, wow, you know, he keeps, keeps, go- keeps it going. He's on a roll, comes into Richmond, does really well. I mean, Joey Logano kind of dominated the race with leading 222 laps, but uh, it was Harvick at the end and. That's what counts. And, and, uh, how, how about Christopher bell right there on his, on his heels, you know, fighting bell, for the battle for the win
5: bell and busher. I mean, it was the battle of the bees there for, for second place. They, they were racing hard, the two of them. And, uh, you know, Chris busher has been there a few times. He's been doing really well this season. And we're going to hear from all
6: these drivers later. Chris had a lot of good things to say in the uh, post-race interview and, uh, we have inter- we have audio today from Harvick, Chris Bell, Busher, Gano and uh we also have Kyle Busch. So we got a lot of good stuff to play today and get their reaction and man, you know, we're down to two races left on this weekend at Watkins Glen, then we go to Daytona. Then we go into the playoffs with the first race on Labor Day weekend at Darlington. I mean, it just doesn't get any better than this, I don't think. I mean, got three great tracks and who knows who's going to get the win at these next couple of races?
5: Uh, yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's really going to be crazy. you got some road course ringers coming into Watkins Glen. We're going to preview that here in just a little bit because there's a couple of guys, one in particular, that is coming into with some equipment from a specific team where... <laughs> That I mean, you could consider him a legit contender, uh, right off the bat. So we'll we'll discuss that here in a little bit, uh, Mike. Before we get to Harvick, um, the Harvick audio, I wanted to uh, just put this out there. You know, normally. Our, our friend Adam Stern, we get from the Business Journal, we we usually get his tweets as well. But uh, even before Adam Stern put his tweet out this week, NBC Sports PR put out a tweet. Basically, it said, strong viewership numbers continue for the NASCAR on NBC season across NBC and the USA Network. Uh, NASCAR Cup Series coverage aver- at Richmond averaged 2.432 million viewers, up 34 percent, Mike. Uh, from last year's Richmond race on NBCSN and up 11% versus the 2021 uh, NBCSN Cup Series average. So, and it's the sixth consecutive Cup Series race and fifth consecutive USA Network Cup Series race where the uh, yearly average has gained. So through eight races, NBC Sports Cup Series season viewership is up 4% versus 2021, 34% for this race alone I think speaks volumes as to who's turning in um, each week and the season's getting good they know that you know we're coming down to the the wire here with getting into the chase you've got to, you're going to have the most winners ever going into and I I said the chase again into the playoffs um, and you're going to have the most winners ever going into it it's I mean there's a chance that Mike, I mean, if if two different winners get in this week, there's a chance that one winner or possibly even two don't make it. <laughs> um, yeah. but, you know, I mean, there's, you know, or several winners don't make it. I mean, that's that's how it's just crazy.
6: It really is, Don. And and talk about the numbers being up. The the crowd was really nice. I mean, if you go to my uh nascar wire story on race day, for this week and take a look at go through the story and take a look at a couple of the pictures that are embedded in the story they show some really nice crowd shots and um <laughs> the, the stands were definitely definitely full and uh, that, which is good to see but um you're right about you know 15 different winners and it may come down to with two races left we could have 17 different winners going into the playoffs so only sixteen advance, so somebody gets left 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 out, and you kind of wonder um, who that might be if that happens. But uh, you know, road course, um, anybody can win the road course race. There's a lot of good drivers that can step up and get it, get that victory, and then we go to Daytona, and we know there it's like throwing the dice on who's going to win. It's always a crapshoot, and it could, this is going to be fun. I think next Absolutely. two
5: weeks. It's going to it's gonna get silly um, is what's going to happen. So, um, you know, Mike, it's been a few years. I've been to Richmond, gosh, th- three times, I think, um, in the past, mm-hmm. maybe four, three times though, I know, but it's been a while. It's been a long, been over 10 years since mm-hmm. I've been there. And um, so I know the track, the infield and stuff, they have redid it. They redid it where the media center and all sorts of stuff was. And it was so funny because it, Harvick said it had been so long since he won there, he didn't remember how to get to victory lane. <laughs> very, very interesting. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't know how to, I mean, it's not a very big infield, so you figure it out. But uh, Mike, if you remember, you'll remember this story. And I have pictures up on Facebook somewhere in my archives of photos, I know, of when I was at Richmond. But Richmond is the track that, I'll never forget this. Uh, no, but Morgan Shepard. So it used to be you parked on on the outside of the track um, okay. at Richmond, you know, and you would, you, they, they had like a little tram bus or whatever that would take Mm -hmm. you into the infield uh, for media or whatnot and i'll sit in the very back of it and i turn around and i'm like who's this dude that's like in these short shorts and no shirt on and some headphones on and rollerblades (laughs) it was morgan (laughs) shepherd he was like i don't know if he was drafting behind the bus or what he was doing but uh he was he was living his best life, rollerblading like he was on the California coastline in Richmond, Virginia, behind the media van. So uh, that's one of my that, and then of course Richmond, where I first saw the goat on the leash, two of yeah. my fondest memories of Richmond.
6: <laughs> that's crazy. Those are great stories. I remember the goat on the leash. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think I've heard the Morgan Shepherd story before. Maybe you told it. I just didn't remember it.
5: Oh, yeah, that was because what made it better, too, is that's when he had he was driving the and his sponsorship was like a religious sponsorship or something. And so and but it was just funny, too, because here he is in these little short shorts with no shirt on and rollerblades like he was, you know. (laughs) I mean, it's just funny. And I think it was like the fall race too. So it's not like it was sunny and all sorts of stuff, but yeah. And then of course, Richmond, the donut cheeseburger.
6: Okay. And I remember that because we <laughs> talked about uh Krispy Kreme, right?
5: Yes. Yeah. The Krispy Kreme cheeseburger. Uh, <laughs>
6: <laughs> I remember we tried to make those.
5: Yes. Yes, I did. Um, yeah. We well, were out one time too. Um, Dylan filled in for you. Um, yeah,
6: it might've been. Um, we I were still addicted. Yeah, we were a Ticket, and I might have been off cover drag racing or something.
5: Yeah, yeah, and Dylan filled in because I brought those in, and I made it my own brat one, too. Um, so here it was, like, 9 o'clock in the morning on the air on a Saturday morning. I've got beer and brats and donuts, cheeseburgers, uh, and, of course, I dared not try. I made Dylan be the guinea pig. He actually said they weren't bad. So, uh, now I wonder
6: if they're still doing the, the Krispy Kreme uh, cheeseburger.
5: I don't know. I'll have to reach out to some folks and we can find out on that because that,
6: that would be good for um, Dixie's drinks and eats that she does on the uh, website on race day. S.A.
5: speaking of that, I saw a Dixie's bar behind the bar with Dixie segment thing from yeah. you know, We need to explain this because, you know, we always have new listeners. So Dixie is Mike's wife. They are both retired teachers. Um, since mm-hmm. retiring, Dixie has gone back to... Yeah, the Bombay Bicycle Club in San Antonio. It's
6: over on Mulberry and St. Mary's. Uh-huh. Uh, by, by the Brack- zoo. By Brackridge Park, by the zoo. She worked there when she was in college in the yeah. late 80s as a bartender. And Bill Layton, the guy who owns the, the, the bar, still owns the bar 30 years later. We actually had a wedding party a reception there uh, after we got married. One of our uh, parties that we had... Was held there at the bar so the bar has special memories for us but but dixie's back bartending on uh, monday through thursday during the day and working and doing some like assistant managing uh, uh, management job as well but they came in uh, the 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 people that are running the um, social media account for the bar brought a film crew in to do interviews with different people and they're doing a series called dixie behind the bar <laughs> She's making different drinks. They recorded about six or eight different uh, drinks that Dixie made, and she goes through and does the pours the liquor and says what how to make it. And it's really neat. It turned out to a really neat series. So if you go to the, the San Antonio Bombay Bicycle Club uh, Facebook page or Instagram page, you can um, see it all right there. They've put two of them two of them up so far. I think they recorded eight of them, so there's like six more to go in the series. So. Well,
5: I watched this one, and it was the Long Island iced tea.
6: Yeah, that's a lot of that. that's a lot of liquor.
5: I, You know what? I have never in my life, and, and I've drank a lot of things, but I never in my life drank a Long Island iced tea. It just never appealed to me. And so when I'm watching her make it, I didn't know that it was Coke that they used. I've, I honestly yeah. thought it was tea. I thought it was tea that they used in it with liquor. I,
6: I did too until she made one one time and well, where's the iced tea you put no you use coke I was like what and that gives it the, the color <laughs> so, but I tell you what I've had a, I've had one of those drinks before and it'll it'll kick your ass if you're not careful yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. it was a
5: lot of clear liquor there that was going in, like six different ones, I think. So yeah, at least in Dixie's <laughs> version. Yeah,
6: <The> Dixie <laughs> doesn't mess around. Her, her 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 drinks are pretty potent. So I
5: wonder her tips are good weekly. She's
6: that's right, <laughs> making more money as a bartender than you do as a school teacher. And that's that's pretty sad.
5: <laughs> that is pretty sad. So all right, well, back to racing. Um, I just wanted to to you know give give some shouts out to to dixie and her. Well, she'll, appreciate, she'll
6: appreciate that so go go by and see her sometime
5: yeah now, does she do like all the cocktail moves and stuff does she like sling bottles and stuff or can she she'll does she a does a, a good shake oh, she's got yeah, a good shake
6: over the shoulder and uh-huh, so she <laughs> she's got it all down. yeah she's got it all down
5: <laughs> we always watch um bar rescue here and that's like one other oh of the- I, lo- I
6: love that show
5: oh my god with john tapper or whatever his name is and he's like always screaming but how the guy hasn't had a heart attack is beyond me but um yeah but, but the mixologist person is always like you know when you shake it you know you gotta smile too and so they're always like you know ding. <laughs>
6: i'll tell you what we like to watch that show and we criticize these bars when they're run the bombay bicycle uh, the bombay bicycle club is not anywhere near, near in that bad of shape because the guy that owns it bill layton you know he runs a tight ship and that's what the, why that bar has been so su- successful but it's sad to see when you watch that show Dawn, to see some of these bars where they've let them go to nut, where they're just nasty and gross and it's
5: gross so it doesn't it makes me not want to go out to eat or drink well i don't drink yeah. anymore but it makes me not want to eat for sure
6: Ooh. you won't you won't find that at bombay they, they run a tight ship and a clean bar so
5: Excellent, excellent. Anyway. Uh, well, well, somebody that's been running a tight ship the last two weeks is the four car. Uh, so let's hear from Kevin Harvick, week two in a row uh, in victory lane. And I know you've got audio, a uh, couple of different audio segments from Harvick.
6: Well, the first one is the front straightaway interview. This is courtesy of uh, NASCAR and, and NBC. So here we go. Wow.
7: Kevin Harvick in victory lane for the second week in a row. I mean... In all honesty, did you see back-to-back wins coming from this 14? I know you said last week, if you don't, if you doubt us, you don't know us. But did you see back-to-back wins in the cards before the regular season ended? Ah, you know, I just, I didn't know. It's like I, like I said uh, last week. I mean, the cards have been running good week in and week out, and you see that we have a lot better understanding of, of what's going on with how we did adjust it on the car after the first run, and and we're able to, um, you know, get our car handling a lot better. And I think as it got dark. Um, the racetrack really came to our mobile one Ford Mustang. So just got to thank uh, mobile Bushlight, light, uh, gear wrench, Hunt brothers, green Ford, Xfinity, Morton buildings, easy go. Everybody who helps at Stuart Haas racing on this uh, four car. It's maybe a good thing. It wasn't 401. Did you see Christopher bell coming and were you getting a little bit worried there? Well, I knew he was coming, but I forgot to shift down the front straight away. The last time I was, yeah. I was not paying attention and he got closer than he should have. So um, I made a mistake there, a couple laps doing the doing the same thing. Uh, I wasn't shifting on the back, and I was shifting in the front, so there was a lot going on, and uh, made a couple mistakes, let him get too close. So Kevin, with this level of momentum for you and the four team, how dangerous can this team be in the playoffs? How are we're just going to keep doing the things that we're doing, right? You know, I think we just have to, you know, just keep an open mind about things yeah. and keep progressing and keep understanding the car, understand what we could have done better today, understand what we could have done better in qualifying yesterday, and do the same thing over and over. I want to say hi to Piper and Keelan, uh, Delaney, and everybody at home. They're going to celebrate back-to-back wins. Rodney Childers, Kevin Harvick, they put Ford and Stewart-Haas Racing in victory lane here in front of
6: these fans at Richmond. And wow, Don, what a what a victory! You know, uh, two in a row, and he's looking good, and that could that momentum could keep going this weekend as well.
5: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I again, I I said it last week. I mean, I was afraid that you know, once he gets on a roll. I mean, mm-hmm. we remember a couple of seasons ago when Harvick was just winning like every other race. So uh could be very interesting this close to the playoffs with with that four team and and with everything, with them clicking now. They're definitely clicking at the right time. So uh, yeah. I know you've got some more audio where he talks a little bit more about uh, the team and stuff here uh, yeah. during a press conference, right?
6: This is in the uh, media center. This this is the post-race uh, press conference. Here, here we go.
4: That yeah, feels it feels pretty neat. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, for, for me, it's I, I have a hard time putting stuff into perspective because I've just done this for so long. You know, I think when you have Dale Jarrett and Kyle Petty talking about you remember that first time when you won in Atlanta, does that seem like a long time ago? Because it does to me. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. It's been a long time. And, and you know, I think when when you look back at just everything that's that's happened, that that seems like just ages ago. I guess it was, but, you know, I think as, as you look at, um, you know, the last 10 years, nine years at Stuart Haas racing and, and, you know, then you go back to RCR and, and, you know, just, uh, been very fortunate to work with a lot of great people and, uh, be able to, to drive some fast cars and go to victory lane a whole bunch of times. So it's been, um, it's been a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I think as, as you, you know, you look at today, it's, it's, this is a place that. I think we both wanted to win at, I think since the first time we ever came here and it's just for one reason or another, um, you know, we've just never been able to, to get to victory lane while we've been at, at Stewart Haas racing. So, uh, it's nice to be able to, to get to victory lane and, and, um, you know, to, to do that two weeks in a row, I think, you know, today was, was just a total team effort. They were great on pit road. They made huge adjustments and made the, made the car better from where we started the race. And, you know everybody's just communicating well, and I think that's that's really the key to uh, evolving and, and progressing and doing the things that we've done.
6: And Don, this is his 60th career victory, and he and Kyle Busch are now tied for the most act on the most of the active drivers, and they're ninth on the all-time list. Uh, so 60 wins—that's hard to believe that he's got that many.
5: It is, but then again, like I just said, if you think back to. Well, two years ago or whatever it was <laughs> i mean he mm-hmm. was winning like i said it, it, he he had so many wins and that's in that see didn't he have like nine wins or something like that yeah, in one i think I mean, he it was, did it was crazy crazy stuff yeah. so uh so they, added, they added up
6: very uh fast you might say
5: <laughs> yeah but but again you know when you do think back to that first win in atlanta you know that was right after del earnhardt died so the first race wasn't it the first race back I believe, or, or, yeah. or and, and when he took over, when he, the 29 car, um, there and, you know, he won that very first race, which was definitely fitting. And so that was a over 20 something years ago. So, well,
6: yeah, cause that was, that what that happened what, in 2001.
5: 2000,
6: 2001. So yep. yeah, that's yeah. a long time.
5: So crazy. Well, yeah. um, so we got, we got had some audio from the youngsters, from the, the B and B boys, <laughs> the BB boys that were battling it out, the Christophers, the battle of the Christophers, uh, which was a funny segment thing too, that Dale Jr. started doing. And Dale Jr. was tweeting during, people were talking about that, how funny it is that while the race is going on and stuff, he's, he's tweeting, which is awesome. He's, you know, interacting with, with fans and all, but he says he was doing it to try to see if he could get uh, Rick Allen to say Christopher uh, to start calling Christopher or, now I'm saying it to start calling Chris Busher Christopher Busher um, so he kept saying Christopher Busher and he and he never got him to say it I don't think but it was it was funny it was definitely funny and I don't know if that's the case I think he was just saying it. Because like I did, he messed up because you're so used to saying Christopher Bell. <laughs> yeah. But I wonder, he's like, do you think if I say Christopher Busher enough, Rick Allen will call him Christopher? So <laughs> uh, that was funny. And he did throughout the entire race. He referred to him as Christopher Busher. So who, do, who are we going to hear from?
6: We're going to hear from Chris Bell, the second place finisher. And here's what he had to say.
0: He had about 12 lap newer tires on that run than Kevin Harvick. And it came down to maybe just needing a corner more, Christopher Bell to get the win. What more did you need on that run to beat Kevin Harvick?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I got held up a little bit there on the front side. Um, and I guess when you're splitting hairs like that, that probably cost me the race. But man, that's two races in a row here at Richmond at the uh, beginning of the year. We kind of had that same strategy and barely missed fifth coming to the line. And today it was a win. But uh, really, really proud of Adam Stevens, Adam Stevens, this entire 20 group. The uh, Ream Camry didn't feel very good at the beginning and we had our fair share of troubles and Uh, Pit crew really came through at the end there with some blazing stops and allowed us to uh, get in front of the 11 who was on the same strategy as us and uh, get up there and contend.
0: I saw those troubles. You spun out, you had a pit road penalty and then I saw you taking a look at the right front of the race car. What were you looking at there?
1: Yeah, I fenced it early on whenever I was running really high. Uh, So I was just looking at that, but definitely an eventful day. Um, Richmond has been a place that's been so good to me. Uh, Very thankful for the opportunity to be a Joe Gibbs racing, racing for the win like that. So,
0: Hopefully we can carry this momentum forward. Great comeback for Christopher Bell in this 22.
6: And it was a great comeback, and he he looked good, Don. And to think if that race would have gone yellow there at the end, and there might have been more laps, he might have been able to get it around Harvick. You never know.
5: No, you don't. I mean, it was it, the whole track. The whole race was fast, and what I liked is that for the first time in a long time. Uh they were racing all over that track. I mean, there was multiple grooves that were open. And so uh it just it made the track faster, it made the track wider. And that's the Richmond that we all know and love. We remember that. That's that's when the racing is amazing at Richmond. Yeah. It, it's, a great little,
6: it's a great little track. And I remember when the Indy Cars were in there a few years ago yes. on that track. And what a great race. They were all over the place too, you know, like these shop cars. Me.
5: When I heard yeah, that, I'll never forget that. I'm like, what? Especially when I went there. Cause I'm like, how the hell do you get around? I mean, because they go so fast. I'm like, how do you get around the track? I mean at uh, this tiny track that fast. So uh yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. So now on to Christopher Busher.
6: Yes, Christopher <laughs> Busher. <laughs> so anyway, we uh, they caught up with Chris on the front shirt away. And here's what Chris had to say.
8: Third for Chris Buescher today, but it was almost second. It was almost a win. How close were you? Really close. Um, everyone on our fast and all Mustang did such a tremendous job
0: overnight because we didn't know we were in this position yesterday and uh, didn't qualify real well. And Everyone worked hard and had a fantastic race car today. So um, I think uh, it's a little easy with this format to feel like third place doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, it's, it's nice to be close and to keep progressing and getting getting better. Uh, as we've gotten through the summer so really neat to finish here really proud of everybody uh, just running the rear tires up uh, ultimately that's on me uh lap traffic didn't do us any favors either but ultimately just uh got to keep the rears under a little bit better so that we can have a little better shot there to get after
8: them for the win Chris tell us what you see from the inside because we've been watching this organization you know some change this year and not great results and then lately it's been like okay maybe they are here what have you been seeing lately
0: uh, you know it's it's not really fair to uh, just look at the results because uh at the beginning of the year we didn't fire off as, as good as we thought we didn't we didn't have the uh the improvement and um it took us a, a few months but we've had three or maybe four months now of really solid runs um really good speed ever since dover really that uh we, we've been really close we've had uh, had some bad luck um had some mistakes that, that i got clean up um you know we, we've made progress through all of it the results don't always show it uh we were running really well at the 600 we ended up upside down uh (laughs) there's no doubt in my mind we could have competed for a win at any road course and we were on fire uh we're making highlight reels for all the wrong reasons so uh we're we've been fast in those processes though we just have to put it all together to, to show those results like we did here today you get a road course in daytona
8: coming up what do you think i'm excited i'm ready for the glenn all right, we'll see what happens. Chris, but very good on the road courses this year, his next best opportunity.
6: There you go, Don. And, you know, he has come a long way this year since the race at Dover. And um, their, their, their program is looking good, and he's looking good. And um, I would not be surprised to see him continue that streak of of finishing up there in the top five, you know, top ten, and and maybe getting some more wins.
5: Yeah, definitely. On a personal note, and I always, you know, refer to him, of course, as uh, Prosper, Texas, his own. Uh, so it, and it's funny because I was sitting here listening to him talk. And if I close my eyes, I swear it's Robert Richardson, Jr. They they sound yeah. just alike. <laughs> and what's so funny is, you know, Robert is from right up here, lives right up here by me, too. He's in Pilot Point. So yeah. and Pilot Point and Prosper are like maybe less than eight miles apart oh, wow. so, They're close. oh yeah yeah no it's all like right up here so they he sounded just like robert <laughs> richardson there for a few minutes so uh and of course i always used to refer to robert richardson jr as cougar bait <laughs> yeah. and i wonder how he's
6: doing i haven't se- seen him in a while uh, we had him on the show many times and hope he's doing well
5: he's doing well, you know, he, he's farming and, you know, he is still, and he's got his kids, his little ones. And I saw him the other day, as a matter of fact, posting in the San Antonio raceway reunion site, trying to oh, see wow. if anybody could get him information on who, in fact, I tagged you in a post in there. Um, you'll, you're going to have to go back and look because I tagged you. He was asking questions about the ownership and, and who owns that, the track still or whatnot, who do they get in contact with because he'd love to try to run out there if, if possible, he'd like to run it. and we were talking okay, and I'm gonna get off course here, but I the reason I tagged you is because people were posting all these different things and and I put in there to him that one of the major reasons I thought that the track never continued was because city council wasn't there was the no the noise ordinance that they had started and they couldn't get that dropped and somebody came in there and was like, no, there's no noise ordinance because they never built the neighborhoods and stuff and I said, well, I understand that. And I said, now I could be wrong. And I said, I just remember I I mean, I remember this specifically because I booked the city councilman on with Trey Ware on a, on the show when I produced for Trey mm-hmm. on the morning show. And I said, now here's the thing though, is it was zoned for residential neighborhoods. So if even if nothing's been built, if it was zoned, you have to write to have it rezoned. And so, yeah. you know, that's was my understanding is that they couldn't run out there. They could maybe do a one off here and there, but there were they couldn't do full time A because the plumbing and bathroom situation well, wasn't was of a code.
6: code. Yeah, it was more of a code compliance issue. Yeah, with, yeah. they had to bring the track up the code, and no one really wanted to sink that kind of money in that facility when they didn't outright own the land. See, the problem out there was the. The, there was a the lady that owned the land. She since passed away, but she she never really wanted to sell the place. And you know, you're, it's like renting a house. You know, let's say you rent a house. Well, you're not going to put a swimming pool in if you don't, you know, in, in in ground pool. If you if you unless you own the place because you want to get as much out of it as you can if you have to sell it. Right. So that that was the big problem there. People really didn't want to invest a bunch of money into it unless they outright owned it. So.
5: Right. And again, this is a track that, um, if you go back on YouTube last season, it was on, uh, Dell jr. And and Matt Dillner's lost speedway show that they did. (laughs) San Antonio raceway was featured on there, um, as one of the tracks there. And, and of course, uh, the other one was Ricky Ware's old Pan Am Am raceway there too. So anyway,
6: a lot uh, of history at that track, you know, Terry LeBlanc was the first track champion and, and, a lot, of, a lot of short track racers that Joe Nemechek went through there, a lot of guys in NASCAR and, and some of the other racing series, ARCA and and ASA and everything, all pro, came through San Antonio and raced over the years, so it's got a storied history that
5: track. Yeah, definitely. Well, back to um, back to our Richmond audio and stuff. I know next is uh, Joey Logano. Uh, Joey was up there. He, he won a stage, and, man, he was running great there. I thought that it was going to be the Joey Logano show there for a while.
6: Yeah, Don, 222 laps he led in the number 22, so he had the numbers going. He just wasn't there at the, at the end when he needed to be. But anyway, here's what Joey had to say. And Joe Logano led
0: 222 laps in the 22 car. And then it started to go away in that last run. What happened there?
9: Yeah, I think just as the sun went down, um, Jack cooled off, obviously, and, and, and lost some, uh, some turn in our car and Kevin and well, some others got a lot better uh, the, the last couple of runs of the race. And when it was hot and slick, that was probably our, our strength at the Shell Pencil Mustang. And uh, we had good turn. And then once uh, it cooled off, we lost the turn, but we still weren't real good on the exits and, um, and then you start playing defense and running too hard and it's just kind of a, a downhill slope from there. So I was hoping for a late-race caution for, for something. That was our own repair at the end there. But, um, you know, overall, hey, we got a stage win, playoff point. That's something to be proud of. Um, just thinks when you say we led 222 laps and not the right one.
0: That was a lot of laps, but you know, this 22 car, I feel like you guys have gotten some great results as of late without the speed today. You had the speed. How much encouragement does that give you as we head towards the playoffs?
9: Yeah. It means we're executing, um, you know, really well uh, throughout the race. So we're able to, to get something out of a, a race where we don't have a fast enough car. When you have days like today, we have a fast enough car. You want to capitalize. And we, we did, as far as a playoff point and a stage win, but not enough uh, at the end of the race. So um, need need these ones to be race wins instead of just stage wins. But, um, you know, overall, I feel like, uh, you know, we're starting to come into our own here as the playoffs come around the corner. We're getting uh, a little bit more solid, um, you know, situated more in the top five, uh, more than what we've been. So I'm proud of that. And we just got to keep that going
0: guys. I think this 22 teams find a little bit of that speed as we head towards the playoffs could be dangerous for everyone else.
6: Yes, Don, he could be dangerous and he ended up finishing the race in sixth place there yeah. on the, on the grid. And, um, go ahead and real quick. I didn't give the top 10. I usually give the top 10. Yeah. Uh, we had, um, Chris Bell in second and Chris Busher in the third, Denny Hamlin was fourth. Chase Elliott was fifth. We mentioned Logano finished sixth, Truex Jr. was seventh, Eric Amarola was eighth. Good, good finish for him. Kyle Bush was ninth. And Ryan Blaney started 10th and finished 10th. Wow. So it rounds out the top 10.
5: Well, there you go. Uh and and the quote of the race comes from Kyle Bush, who has now created a new segment that we will have, which is called chastained i know that a lot of people are going to think of uh being chastained as a negative whereas i can think of it in a positive way because i like to see people get chastained uh and in particular (laughs) i didn't mind watching kyle bush get chastained this week so our first victim of being chastained and the man in charge of naming it kyle bush Let's hear from Kyle.
8: Top 10 today for Kyle Bush. I know that wasn't what you wanted. How would you describe today's action? I mean, we were
10: looking okay and uh, in a good spot just coming up through there, working our way methodically through the field with our m and Toyota Camry. And um, we got Chastain this week. We were his victim this week. And then um, that didn't hurt us too bad. We, we restarted back in a decent spot. But then the next spin, I think, was Christopher. Um, that allowed the guys that were around us that we were kind of racing some of our team guys to come get tires. And then they had 10 fresher laps on tires than us the whole rest of the day. So, um, that kind of hurt us. If, if we would have been on that strategy, we would have run out of tires. Um, but we also probably would have been, you know, in the top five. So just, um, wrong side of the strategy there, uh, at the end, nothing, nothing to do really to, to flip that, but good fight all day long. Um, you know, the top tens about what we had anyway. I figured the best we were was about a seventh, um, you know, but, barring a strategy call we, we could have probably been top five so uh that's all we had anyway
8: now, how does this set you up for the next two weeks i know toyota's had a little struggle on the road courses this year but then you have daytona coming up as well which is a wild card
10: yeah for sure um i, I think at the end of these road courses anyways those are wild cards too so um you know I, I don't know that we can get five wide on the front stretch at Watkins Glen, but watch us we'll try and um we'll see what happens but uh Watkins Glen's glenn's always been a great track for us and this car has is, is definitely not been our strong suit for the road courses, so I would assume um, just assumption that we wouldn't be that great. I would think that we can go run for a top 10, though, barring missing everything happening. And then, uh, again, same thing for Daytona, just crapshoot, try to go in there and, and, again, get another top 10, try to get the bus rolling in the right direction right now.
8: Solid day once they turn it around
10: for Kyle Bush.
6: So you got Chastain, Han huh, Don?
5: Yeah, he did. I'm, I I watched tonight. Now that we just said that tonight, I'm going to tweet out to track house racing. They've got to come up with a shirt for that. We need to turn that into a positive. And I like, Absolutely. It. I'm a fan. I want to see people get chastained. I like it. Take that <laughs> Kyle Bush. No, I'm just kidding. And Kyle um, and I meant to get the audio from it. You know what? Maybe I'll uh, get it for next week or something if it's a slow week, although I doubt it will be. But Kyle talked quite a bit. Uh, mike during the week about uh his future and what and kind of talked about what his future is and said you know that wherever he ends up he wants to end up somewhere where he'd like to drive for another eight years so that then brexton will be old enough to drive Mm -hmm. then for him and he would like to then hand off to brexton he he wants to race with brexton i believe for one more year or for one year and then hand it off to brexton so very Wouldn't wouldn't that be cool Yeah, it would be. It definitely would be cool. So, oh, we gets to do that, you know. you You know. I mean, we all remember. You know, you look back through the years and you see the you know, the pairings that were when fathers and sons have been able to race each other. And, you know, yeah. I mean, there, there's some good stuff there. I mean, hell, I've got a poster. In fact, I'm in the process of getting it reframed um, or or I need to get it reframed. Um, it's the poster from Daytona the year that senior died. And it was the matchup between the two of them, the father son clash know. or whatever. And so, and I, that was their like promotional know. poster. And I, I have one and uh, I've been trying to save and keep it in in decent shape. <laughs> But um I, I just need to get that thing to get it framed. So really quick, some NASCAR news and notes. Blaney, uh, you mentioned um Ryan mm-hmm. Blaney, he was signed to an extension, a long deal or a long-term mm-hmm. extension there. He will continue to be a Penske guy for a while. Um, and and I'm sure that's no surprise to me at all. Yeah. Um, He's Um done really
6: well well there. He hasn't got a victory this year other than the uh, NASCAR All-Star race, but I think you know Two races left, he's got a good shot at getting in. Hopefully, he'll make the playoffs, you know, if we don't have any new uh, winners or whatever. But um, I'm glad to see that. And also, Don, you know, uh, Bubba Wallace, since we did our last show, we talked about him uncertainty of Bubba. Bubba's signed an extension, too.
5: Yes, he did. So uh, that took care of any any talk of would Bubba be out or, you know, anytime soon there. And I told you, I didn't think so. So. You were hundred percent right on that one. (laughs) Now we'll talk more about this during the uh, preview of Watkins Glen, but. You've got uh Kibi coming in and, and racing this week. Of course, you know, old Formula One champion. You've got a couple of other guys. I want to say there's like, what do they say, Six Nations or something? Rep- yeah, represented it, right? Yeah. Represent, yeah. <laughs> Why did that not sound right? At Watkins Glen this week, so... The, the, huge i mean that's huge for nascar we like to see that because again the more eyes you put on it you know the more people from all around the world you bring in the more eyes that go on the sport and that's that's what we like to see right mike
6: That's right, and that's a big market up there in Watkins Glen and, you know, with New York there and everything. And also, uh, they usually draw a pretty good crowd at that race, so I would imagine if the weather's going to be decent this weekend, we might have a a pretty good, uh, you know, number of people attending the race in person, and hopefully the uh, people watching on TV, the numbers will be good on the the ratings as well.
5: Well, and on a little personal, uh, more personal, I guess, uh, discussion here, Texas Motor Speedway made an announcement for (laughs) – and, and it was kind of obvious because they used like a picture of a crowd at a concert. That, so you kind of knew it was a concert thing that, but of course, everybody's minds go where they want to go. Oh, you know, they're going to make an announcement about redoing the track or whatever. No, the announcement was that Daughtry, uh, who of course, the band Daughtry, who of course uh, lead singer, Chris Daughtry, who won um, uh, who didn't win came in fourth on American Idol years ago, yeah. should have won. Um, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've always liked Chris Daughtry and and the band mm-hmm. audrey so yeah, me too i'm excited they'll be performing the pre-race concert here next month um so they're going to be performing for my birthday good because it is my birthday race that's right. um, it is, it
6: is, it all is, of this uh, is about me that's right <laughs> it's always about dawn
5: there was some interesting things to come out and there there's been a lot of talk. There's been a lot of rumor mill stuff there. There's always chatter about things in Texas. You and I talked to with Philippe Lopez last week from um, Petty Motorsports, Petty GMS Motorsports, I should say yes. that about Texas and what needs to be done and stuff. Well, our friends, the speed freaks who we've known for years, um, mm-hmm. they started out here in Texas. They used to be at a local station up here in Dallas. And, and of course they, um, Their race was, or their race, their show was simulcast throughout a a bunch of different radio stations. Now they're in the Phoenix area. Yeah. Um, But Kenny Sargent and, of course, his wife, Crash Gladys, are your uh, two main co hosts. And then they've got a couple of other folks that fill in or not fill in, but are on the show as well. Um, Well, they dropped a bomb this week. And I I, want to play the audio really quick, Mike. Um, Okay. See see what you think.
8: I'm not going to tell you who I heard it from, but a pretty freaking reliable source that come next year, Texas. figuratively will be blowing up their track
0: wait wait texas motor Speedway. texas motor
8: speedway will be blowing up their track they're going to reconfigure the track going to resurface the track because they're they're going through issues that we saw similar to what we saw today with the richmond race where richmond
11: wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute is this breaking news
8: i just let's just treat it as 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 i'm just crasher just let's just roll. That's just wow. Roll, That's okay? way new news to me. I don't oh. know if I should be saying this, but let's just oh, leave lovely. it like that.
5: So Mike, you and I start reaching out to different folks cuz I have heard different things. I have I've heard that that is going to happen too and I've I've been reading where I mean there's speculation that they'll go short track or this or that, but a lot of the speculation I see is that they want to go super speedway. Um and it would make sense honestly because it's Texas. And honestly, yeah. like if you want to do a gimmick, I mean everything's if you want,
6: bigger and better in Texas.
5: How could you not like pay homage to to Bruton Smith in the biggest way that you could, promotion wise, and make Texas Motor Speedway the biggest speedway? I and and there was somebody that even said uh, mentioned Texas World Speedway, and I think that they should pay homage to Texas World Speedway in yeah. a sense, and and make Texas the largest track on the circuit. Well, it might be. They have the room for sure. Got a lot of room, a lot uh, of land, 1,500 acres there. You brought up a, an interesting thing, though, to me last night when we were discussing this on why it possibly doesn't make sense for them to, to go smaller. Uh, one of the main reasons, and let bring our let Well, our... They
6: just got through spending a bunch of money taking out some of the seats that they have for the longest bar ever out of any any sports facility i forgot how many thousands of feet long it is they're going to have that bar put in that walk-up bar and i believe it's going to be ready for the race in september
5: yeah that's what they were shooting for
6: we're going to see it so if they do that why would they make the track smaller i mean it doesn't make any sense yeah if they put a short track in but who knows what they're going to do the only thing is is it costs a lot of money and it, it, this smi just got through dumping a butt, buttload of money in atlanta they just recently bought dover so i don't know where all the money's going to come from to do this but um maybe it's there maybe it's there that i don't i don't see it but I think they're going to definitely reconfigure the track and re- repave it. They need to get rid of that PJ1 compound because it, the racing has been awful there. And we need to get the Indy cars back as well.
5: I reached out to, and I'm not going to name any names. I reached out and I, I can tell you that I was told they're just a part of the rumor mill. It was basically what it was. But I read into that as, that's not a no. That is not going to happen. It's not a yes. They didn't confirm nor deny. Just said Looks like they were chasing a part of the rumor mill or something, but that's that's what was said to me about it. So and the thing is is like I said, Mike, you and I have been doing this show for eighteen years. Mm-hmm. Speed Freaks has been on for twenty two years. And if yeah. anybody if anybody knows folks at Texas Motor Speedway, they know. they know. And I mean, for Kenny Sargent to say it's a pretty freaking reliable source. I don't know, I mean, and again, i you know I've bought into things before when people have said that. I just found it very interesting and i and regardless, I mean he didn't say what size or whatever, but I can see them doing it because it has to get done mike it it it's got to or this track is gonna go away
6: uh, exactly they're gonna lose it, and you know the um they're not building any more speedways these days, you know we we don't see any really new ones being built and we just see drag strips and other tracks closing, and uh, that's that's no good. So you know we got to get this track fixed. Got to get the racing back. We got to get you know the competition needs to be good. Fans need to come back. They need to come back to a place that they're going to be happy at. You know, as far as seeing the race. We always had a lot of fun at Texas and everything, and it's a great place to go see a race. But but the, just because the putting the PJ one compound down on changing the configuration one and two that just did not work i think they're really regretting doing that and um now i think it just needs it just needs to get fixed
5: yeah yeah i do
6: too so whether they make it bigger or high more high banked, i don't know they just need to do something to get this place fixed and get the racing
5: And let's think about it. We're racing er, uh, earlier this year. So we're going in September, the end of September, we're racing. Whereas we normally race the end of October or early November is in the past is when we've raced at Texas for the fall. And we're not coming back then to Texas until uh, all-star weekend. Right. I I mean, that's basically
6: so. so. There's a long stretch of time that they could start, you know, doing the construction on this track. And I don't think they've, there's been any talk or about booking the IndyCar series anytime in the in the um, in March or April or anything. So um, as far as I know, they're off the schedule for next year. But they could be put back on the schedule if the uh, track gets fixed and they decide to, you know, re- renegotiate with Texas. So who knows?
5: Um, and I can sarcastically say that you know maybe some of that money comes from uh, the the governor that member, cause you told us about all this money that the governor, you know, gave to the gives to the venues and stuff. So right. maybe.
6: Yeah. <laughs> Texas gets a slice of the, the, the pie. So vote for Greg Abbott. Hell no. <laughs>
5: hell no, And I know that's a hell no for you too.
6: Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't, don't want to go have. there. I don't want to go there. I just had to say that just to get you, get you stirred up a little bit.
5: <laughs> Jeez, hang up on you right now. But I won't, because you know why we're going to talk about IndyCar, uh, IndyCar right. in St. Louis. Yes, uh, it is. So they're back at St. Louis, and yeah, uh, you've um, got a little preview
6: for us. Yes, I do. And so we're going to hear from uh, five of the drivers, Alex Palou, Scott Dixon, Jimmy Johnson, Marcus Erickson, and Elio Castroneves, in that order. So here we go.
11: All right, last three races of the season. Um, Nashville was, was good. We got a podium there. Um, it was a survival race, as you guys saw, and we made it to the podium. Scott won the race, so it was a big day for the team. And we, um, we got some points back for the championship. Um, We're P5 and less than 35 points to the lead. So yeah, three races. We need to push. We need to try and do the best we can to get this championship home. Um, and yeah, super excited for Gateway Night Race. Um, I think it's a great event with fans and, and IndyCar racing itself. Yeah, uh, Last year was quite good for us. Uh, we had some speed. We couldn't finish the race. But uh, yeah, I think it's a good place for us. And hopefully we can get those points back. So yeah, we'll see you guys uh, on social media during the weekend.
7: St. Louis, uh, looking forward to it. You know, I think it's definitely becoming a, a very tight and very interesting championship. Um, maybe one of one of the best of, of recent years. Uh, so, yeah, it's it was definitely a difficult race for us last year. Uh, I think Alex and myself actually got caught up in the same accident. Uh, we were able to get back out and repair the car, but, you know, we were, we were uh, many, many laps down. So hopefully a much cleaner weekend for us and, and uh, especially – uh, for all three of us fighting for the championship right now, and, and uh, we'll be we'll be doing our best to try and make sure that um, you know we're still in the hunt with two races to go after St. Louis. It's it's, uh, it's definitely getting it's pretty spicy, and uh, pretty exciting. So uh, this is what this team's uh, made for, and hopefully one of us
3: three can uh, bring that trophy and keep it back at home. All right, St. Louis this weekend. Excited to build on the uh, the great performance and effort we all put into to Iowa um i feel like you know hopefully i can improve from there have a shot at the podium if not better uh, it's been a lot of years since i have been to uh, the racetrack in st louis i would say probably late 90s uh was my last race there i think i only raced there once in a bush Grand national division uh race and then i have been there a couple times in a cup car testing but again it's it's been quite some time so excited to get back to the area excited to see the fans and really excited to be back on an oval again my like Carvana honda
1: all right so St. Louis coming up, Gateway. Uh, really excited about the race. It's uh, three races to go now, so it's getting getting closer on the end of the season. For us, in the number eight car, we have the Bryant car this weekend, and that brings back a lot of good memories. Obviously, that car we won in uh, last year in Nashville, so uh, we're looking to go two for two and win this weekend at uh, at Gateway. Uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. It's always a good crowd. Uh, looking forward to that, and uh, Saturday afternoon evening race is also always very cool so uh, excited uh, looking forward to bounce back after two uh, you know worst weekends for us results wise. So a lot at stake now and uh, we're all very focused and determined to have a good one this weekend and a big result. Hey
11: everyone elio Castro is here and let me tell you about gateway Wow I'm, I remember
2: my first race uh, uh, in 1999 I was actually finished second. Uh, And I lost to Michael Andretti. Yeah, that was a cool race, by the way. And uh, love that place. That place is fantastic. It's fun. It's difficult. And I can't wait for everyone uh, coming next weekend. So we're going to have a great time. So can't wait to go back after so many years. Four years? Woo! (laughs) See you guys there.
11: (laughs)
6: <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it. gotta love him
5: don elio i mean and and that would have been like i mean everybody else is just kind of like okay here we go. he treated it like it was his own little preview <laughs> podcast there that was awesome
6: i just love his personality and his enthusiasm <laughs> but anyway uh hey Talk about a tight race in the championship point standings, there's only 12 points to separate the top three drivers in this series. Will Powers out front, he has 450 points, he has one win and three poles. Get this, Don Scott Dixon, six points back with 444 points, he's in second, two wins and one pole, and then Marcus Erickson is a few points back, 438 points, one win, No, no poles this year, but... This, with you know, a few races left in the season, this is going down to the wire in the IndyCar series. This championship is going to be really, really good. And and not only that, this race is is an evening race. starts at six p.m. on Saturday, six p.m. Eastern. So they'll be running under the the lights uh, right around the time of the of the uh, finish. And so we're gonna we're gonna see some good racing on this oval. I think.
5: I mean, it's good stuff. Indy car just amazes me every week. And then, and I'm telling you, and then outside of the track, you've got to go and follow bus brothers, uh, Yeah, bus bros. <laughs> oh my God. I stayed up the other night till like two o'clock in the morning, watching all of the episodes and catching up. And I was crying, laughing. Um, some of the funniest stuff is they've got like a couple of weeks, couple of different weeks, Scott McLaughlin, they've got him dressed up in these outfits. And so one week, when he was in Indianapolis, as a matter of fact, they got a sponsor uh, for the show and it was the American Milk Association or something like that of, of uh, Indianapolis. And so he was dressed as a cow in this inflatable cow costume <laughs> the whole time. And then um, an, during the Fourth of July week, <laughs> he was dressed. Uh, uh, Joseph Newgarden was dressed as Uncle Sam and uh, Scott was an eagle in an inflatable <laughs> eagle outfit. And it's just funny, funny stuff.
6: Yeah, these guys are having a good time, and that's what it's all about.
5: There was an episode, too, where I I think it may have been the the latest one, where or no, it was from Nashville. Yes, yeah, so it was the latest one. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to go watch it because they do this. They, there's normally this um, deal that they do Scotty's, Scotty's treats or Scotty's sweets or something like that. Um, <laughs> Scotty's sweet, sweet as or something. Um, no, yeah. And they they do, they taste test treats and stuff. And that week instead, it was uh, they did the Nashville chicken, Joseph's hot takes mm-hmm. or something. Oh, my God. I thought Scott mcgawkin was gonna die. <laughs> I mean he <laughs> was like struggling him and both with uh with the hot uh Nashville hot chicken but funny stuff. God that show, it's it's great. Such a good stuff. I will definitely be watching this race here in St. Louis this weekend. So, uh and then yeah, it's, and good,
6: and it's good to see them back at Gateway too. That's a good, really nice track and really nice facility there.
5: Yeah, for sure. So Gateway got both IndyCar and NASCAR this year. Yeah. track. So good stuff. Um, NHRA mike
6: Well, they had a, a great event at Topeka, Kansas. Remember we had Mason McGee on and um, on our last show, and if you missed it, go back in the archives and check it out. We had Philippe and Mason McGeehey on on the show, and uh, but um, Don, this was a, a kind of a interesting weekend. Antron Brown gets his first win as a as a and, and and driver owner is what I'm trying to say. He's been been a driver a while, but it's been he's, a while. Uh, gotten a win, yeah. It's, it's been quite a while, and then old Bob Tasca gets another win. So we're gonna hear first from um, Antron and Bob Tasca. This is courtesy of uh, Fox Sports and, Na- and uh, NASCAR, <laughs> NHRA. <laughs> and um, we're going to hear Brian Loans, the um, the announcer there on, on Fox. Um, he's going to give the winning run in the call. Then we're going to – the interview is courtesy of uh, Amanda Busick. She does the interview with these guys. So here's the winner in Top Fuel and Nitro Funny Car. Here we go.
2: Antron's in. The top fuel final is off the blocks. A 2000s margin between the two of them, and Antron Brown has won his first race as a team owner, his first race of 2022, and he has picked up the 69th victory of his career. Not to say nobody saw this coming, but boy, oh boy, has this team made a U-turn in performance.
3: as the Wally goes in the hand of not only Antron Brown this season, but your first win as a team owner, and as you bend over there, you know the struggles. Antron, how is this weight lifted now?
11: Thank Jesus Christ, our lower above God, we kept our heads down. We had a lot of resistance, but this AB Motorsports team, we're all one unit. You know, from Macko, Tools, Lucas Oil, Hankster First, Toyota, TRD, Sirius XM Radio, Hankster First, and Summit, all the people that's been behind us, giving us support and making it happen. Special shout out to all the Lucas folks. Darren mayor, baby. What well, I say, baby? DMP, those blowers are on point right now, and uh, it just felt good to get this win. Love it. Love it. Woo! Here we come, baby.
2: Both men are unafraid to use as much of the starting line real estate as possible. We'll see who decides to take the bigger Pac-Man bite up here. John's way in there, knocks the top ball out. John was 26, Tasca was 71, and Bob Tasca does it to him again. 399, 9, 316 miles an hour, Tasca collects another victory.
4: Bobby,
3: you've been to four finals and five races now with two wins. Why does this make you a a favorite for the countdown?
7: Hey, listen, we've been working a long time for you. First, got to wish my mom a happy birthday. It's her birthday today. I told her I'd get a trophy. But how about that BG machine? They've been with us for a long time. So proud to have them on this car, and we sell their products throughout our entire dealerships, and they're coming back next year. My guys, 100 degrees out here, 140 degrees. It's like racing on the surface of the sun, but we got it done.
6: Yes, and they they got it done, Don. Those two guys are characters. I'm telling you, you gotta love Antron. Gotta love Bob Tasca, I had fun putting that together for you there.
5: Oh, Bob Tasca, He won that trophy for his ma. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh.
3: his
5: car. his best guy got his trophy for his ma for a birthday. Well, you got that down, Don. That's because you, you that won Bob Tasca to-
6: you spent time up there in college, right?
5: Yeah, up in Boston.
6: <laughs> oh, man. But hey, uh, Bob, you had a great run and gets the win. It's his second victory in the past three races, and um, he's doing great. And Antron, get this done, his 69th career victory. He breaks a 30-race winless streak. They're going way back to the... 2021 season and um it's been a long time since he's got a win and he's one sh- victory shy of 70 wins i think he's going to do it at some point here pretty soon but it's just great to see both these guys They're i've interviewed both of them and they are really great guys to talk to and a lot of fun and and they deserve these wins see,
5: bob i don't know that he was at the the uh texas race when we were there uh, or when I was there the last time, I don't think he was. I don't think he was. I, he- I wish he would be because I would like to interview him, and I would like to interview him doing a Boston accent and see well, what he thinks.
6: He'll be there in, in October.
5: Okay. Well, maybe we'll he'll be, let me interview him.
6: Do some credentials. We'll, 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 get, we'll get him on.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been there, so we'll see if he if he thinks I'm close. Um, cause my, my, my Boston accent kind of mixes with a New Hampshire ap- accent too. So I don't know. It's yeah. like,
6: well, that, but, that's true,
5: but it was pretty close. It, it was
6: yeah. pretty damn good <laughs>
5: on the trophy for my mom.
6: So wow. that, that's the, that's the two winners in the, uh, nitro classes. We also had the pro stock class and the, uh, pro uh, pro stock motorcycle class. Uh, Troy Coughlin got the win in, um, pro stock enjoy Joey Gladstone got it in um, Pro Stock Motorcycle. So we have the winning run in the call courtesy of Fox Sports. Here's Brian Lones and of Busick. Here we go.
2: The last victory for Anderson was the finals of 2021. A relatively quiet season for Anderson to this point has come roaring back to life over the last handful of races. It is Coughlin by a shade. They were within a couple of thousands coming into this run. It's not looking good for Anderson as they get to the stripe. It's Coughlin again. 68-0. 206.
3: And he just said, we have one heck of a car. And Troy, after the weight you had to pick up your inaugural pro Wally in the NHRA, could you have imagined it would have come back to back?
0: Oh my gosh, with a with a team like Elite Motorsports. It's it's hard to know what's next. I mean, these guys are awesome. They they work together so passionate. Everybody works on all the cars and nothing like it. It's contagious.
2: You got to come check it out.
3: Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah! Woo!
2: Gladstone comes in with a 400s performance advantage. He's looking for win number 2 in as many races Eddie seeking his first victory since Indy of 2021. <sighs> Joey goes near perfect, but we heard the rev limiter. One of those bikes clipped it. Joey Gladstone, two for two. Back-to-back wins on the tour. His first two victories. Sonoma just a couple of weeks back, and Gladstone now with a 64-point lead in full command of Pro Stock Motorcycle.
3: Well, Joey, you picked up your first number one qualifier here this weekend. You've been to four finals in a row, now back to wins. How do you put into words this ride you're on? Um, This is what dreams are made of. Like, I... You know, I always thought that it would feel like this, and, and now that it's happening, I'm just so so thankful. And I just have to say congratulations to my team. I'm so proud of my team. They're, they're so awesome. Dave, Corey, Mike, Willie, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. You guys gave me a perfect bike all weekend. It was our, it was our race to win, and I'm glad I got it done for you guys. And um, also, my tuner, Cecil Towner, awesome job. Congratulations, dude. You're a badass tuner. I love you. I'll see you in a few days. Mom, Dad, hi, I love you. Um, Jim and Andy Whiteley, I love you. And, uh, to my wife at home, Nicole, I love you so much. Thank you for supporting me and doing this. And, uh, Olivia, daddy's bringing home some toys. Woo!
6: Yep. Daddy's bringing home some toys. I hope they're good toys too. And Joey drove a really great, uh, run there in the final dawn. And then Troy Coughlin, he's part of that, um, elite motorsports team that Erica Enders runs, um, she said she's part of this is one of their team cars. And, uh, Troy is, um, uh, one, two in a row now. And, um, he's really coming on strong and that Jags, uh, the yellow Jags car. And so, uh, they're, they're looking good as well. So it's just great racing overall. And they had a pretty good crowd, uh, all weekend. And now they're going to be racing this week, this weekend at the, um, uh, in um, uh, Brainerd, uh, Minnesota, where they have a place they call the zoo. It, it's a wild area like Talladega. And they they party all weekend there in Brainerd. And uh, it's going to be the Lucas Oil NHRA Nationals. And that will be August 18th through the 21st this weekend. And the race is going to be on the big network Fox this week on Sunday. There's going to be live coverage on Sunday on Fox. So check that out.
5: Awesome. Good stuff, Mike. Well, let's do our... Watkins Glenn preview and picks. Of course, like we said, this will be the second to the last race before the uh playoff cutoff line. 90 laps, 221 miles. Uh, we've got lots of guys filling in, coming in, racing, you know, for the first time in the cup series. And it's gonna make it interesting, Mike, this weekend. Who are you running with for your picks?
6: Well, I'm gonna go Martin Turex Jr. for the win. Uh huh. I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney as my long shot. Okay. Because I want to get him in there because I think he can still do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and my really, really, really long shot is really not a really, really long shot, but I'm going to go Chase Elliott.
5: All right. Yeah. He's the cause, favorite. Cause
6: actually. He, he's actually a favorite. So I'm going to pick him up. I'm picking the other guys because I want to bring him some luck uh, to try to get him in, you know.
5: Well, I'm going. I- and actually my first two picks are legitimate picks, but my long shot, my really, really long shot is a really, really long shot, but it can happen. So I'm going to go with the Dinger for the win. I'm going to say AJ Almondinger. and I'm going to go with uh my boy, Daniel Suarez, okay. uh, as my second pick and my really, really long shot. I've got to go with him in the 91 and the project 91 car for yeah. track house racing. Uh, I'm going to go with uh with Kimi Rackinon. So let's see. I mean, I, that would make things very interesting for sure, Would, but you know, he didn't want to come over unless he felt like it was, you know, a legitimate deal. And once he saw how track house was doing, you know, if you remember Justin Marks flew out to Switzerland or wherever, I think it was Switzerland um, that he went to, to, um, uh, to talk with Kimi about this, about doing this deal, you know, this car, this project 91 car, we talked about it. We discussed it. It's a car that they have set up to run like once or twice a, a yeah. season, and that's the you know the deal that they want to do is they legitimately want to start bringing in folks from different racing backgrounds and stuff, and bring them in and give them a car to race in, like a one-off race or so here and there. So good stuff.
6: Yeah, and I bet they do it mainly on road courses.
5: I think so too. I think like
6: Coda so and and uh, like you said Watkins win. It, it'll be neat to see how he does, and uh, who knows, you know, he may. <laughs> pull out a win you never know with a guy like that who you know, has all that experience driving these road, road courses and stuff
5: well and like i told you um, off the air before i went back and was looking at some stuff and he's racing the xfinity series in the past so yeah, i mean yeah. he's not new to racing in a stock car he, had, he has raced he raced yep. for um joe nemachuk for nimco racing
6: yeah, that totally slipped by me. I, I don't even really remember that, but we don't always follow the X, the Xfinity series as close as, as we do NASCAR, the Cup Series, but that's probably what happened. But that's great. I'm glad to see he's got the uh, experience, you know.
5: Well, and actually, Mike, the race that I watched uh, a little bit on, it, it's funny because there's, I told Mike, there's some little segments on there and it's called uh, Keeney's NASCAR Radio <laughs> or now, and, and so, and I was like, What? And so I went and listened, and it's his audio, which is actually really funny because he's kind of an asshole in it. I mean, for lack of a better word, he's like telling his spotter, you know, shut up, I know what I'm doing, and you know, I mean, all kinds <laughs> of stuff is great. But the race that I watched, it was an oval, it wasn't on a road course either. So I, no I go back and look. Um, I got to do research because obviously cool. he ran for a while for uh, I don't know if he ran a full season or or what he did for. Joe Nemecik and and Nimco, but, um, and I, I'm trying to figure out where the hell we were in this situation because I mean, pretty much from Nimco's start, we've been we were there. So I I don't know if it was after Philippe left, maybe, and went and and moved over to um, God, where was he before Petty? He had went somewhere else, um. But I, I'm just I don't know, not no, sure. I
6: don't but hey, one, one other thing I want to mention real quick. I'm not sure if you've seen it. I saw it right before we went on the air tonight. I watched it, and it was um, on NASCAR's YouTube page. There's a really neat little five-minute feature story about a young lady who's blind. Yes. And uh, I can't remember her name offhand, but it's a really neat story about her and going to the NASCAR races. And very well done, very well put together. It's very touching as well. And um,
5: she's with Jeff Burton, right? Yeah. 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 And that and, was what um, they did before the, or during the race, they had shown part of it, a, a small little snippet of it.
6: It's very well done and very, you know, definitely worth checking out. So go to NASCAR's YouTube page. You'll see it there. It's one of the first uh, videos they have right now and uh, be sure and check that out. I think, I think you're definitely going to like it if you uh, want a real good feel, feel good story and everything. And what a what a remarkable young lady Um that's featured in that story wow,
5: so. and then we've got september 1st i believe it is on the usa network is when that uh, docuseries starts um is it yeah racing, that's the uh, racing for championship or something like that yeah
6: that's going to be interesting to see
5: yeah it looks like it's going to be really good well mike yeah. before i let you go i just wanted to let you know that while we were listening to bob tiaska and uh and others um, I sent out a tweet. I said I would. So my tweet says: at Team Trackhouse, at Justin Marks, at Russ Chastain. Please make a shirt for us fans that says, "quote Chastain me," <laughs> <End> quote. <laughs> I love watching guys get Chastain and cry about it. Make it a positive, and let's run with it. #Hashtag track smack Radio. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We'll see. There we'll we see go. what happens. Yeah. Uh, I don't there want. I don't want any proceeds from it or anything, you know, but hey, I, I would like to see a chastain me shirt.
6: I need to give you a free shirt at least.
5: Yeah. If they don't make it, then maybe I'll ask them, can I make it? Yeah. <laughs> chastain me. I love it. So
6: all right.
5: <laughs> Mike, have yourself
6: that sounds a little naughty.
5: <laughs> I know, it does. <laughs> that's that's how I roll. That's what I need, Mike.
6: There, go in there and tell old Craig uh, I need to be chastained tonight. <laughs>
5: You're like what
6: <laughs> hey, by the uh, way tell your husband great great dog videos he posted earlier with the uh, with romo and and the um the other one
5: this is news to me i haven't even known
6: oh, it's on facebook check it out oh, he had some great little the dogs were having fun with the with the tennis balls and stuff
5: oh lord <laughs> he must be bored <laughs> did, you see our, did you see our gazebo
6: that we got up yes there? i did and it looked great awesome check it and if you want to know what we're talking about go to dawn's social media page they put together a really nice little gazebo outside when it looks very professional oh, well, very well d- very well done
5: well craig did the majority of it i helped with the things that you know had to uh
6: i was showing dixie and she loves it too so
5: awesome yeah we did uh yeah. we did the whole project you know Mike, believe it or not, with the patio, so a 14 by 14 paver patio with 24 by 24 pavers. Um, oh, my God. I think I told you they weighed 88 yeah. pounds a piece. We laid 49 of them uh, wow. twice because we laid it out first to make sure we fit it and then like did our barrier and stuff, then picked them all up, then, you know, laid everything down, then relaid them, um, which <laughs> that was horrible. That was one weekend.
6: I want to be moving for a week. <laughs> oh my god!
5: So that was one weekend, and then, okay. um, then last weekend we yeah. did the over Saturday and Sunday, and I pretty much helped him with the frame, and then a couple of pieces of the the roof that needed to go on it I helped with, but the majority of it he did himself, and um, I mean he did such a great job; it looks great.
6: Yeah. It really, really does. It's got awesome. a fan in
5: it now, like a little ceiling. Oh, wow. thing. We're gonna put some lights up up in there, and got nice. some a fire pit and furniture coming next when, week
6: when's the when's the party <laughs>
5: race weekend baby for your, on, for, yeah.
6: for, your, for your birthday we'll be up there
5: yeah I'll come you can come smoke some stogies and drink some beers on the back patio so
6: get chastain, well,
5: chastain. <laughs> <Chastainous>. <laughs> i may have to make a shirt for texas i think, I think- I, it just sucks because i can't wear it in the media center and stuff they get on to you for that kind of yeah, stuff Yeah, i know so i don't know but Maybe if I make it a track smack shirt first, and then on the back just put "Chastain me, (laughs) Mike." Have yourself a great week or weekend, I should say. Rest of the week, and then weekend, and we will touch base next week uh, when we're down to one race left, Daytona. One race left till the playoffs start, I should say. Hard to believe. I know it is downhill fast. But you know, this this gets to that part of the season too, where especially as a media person, you're like, "Yes, it'll only be ten races left." because it's such a long season
6: it is a long haul so uh
5: but anyway all right mike have your right. weekend you too all right thanks guys for listening to us once again and uh stay tuned for the nugget
10: We got Chastain this week.
2: This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.